Episode 51, 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year A. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. established and there is none that can resist your will for you have made all things the heaven and the earth and all that is held within the circle of heaven you are the Lord of all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen the Lord be with you Brothers and sisters, as we come together on this 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year A, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it, and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, 
but it yielded wild grapes. And now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The Word of the Lord The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. You brought the vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. It sent out its branches to the sea, and its shoots to the river. Why then have you broken down its walls, so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it, and all that move in the field feed on it. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock that is your right hand has planted. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord, God of hosts. Let your face shine, that we may be saved. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Chapter 4, verses 6 to 9. Brothers and sisters, do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia. I have chosen you from the world, says the Lord, to go and bear fruit that will last. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 21, verses 33 to 43. 
Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence round it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death, and lease the vineyard to other tenants, who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord This Gospel says a lot of really good things about our God and, unfortunately, some very disappointing things about our human response to God's generosity and patience. The image of the unsatisfactory vineyard would be a very familiar one to the people of Israel, as shown by that first reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord puts all this love and care into building for his beloved people a fruitful and life-giving environment. And what he gets back is sour grapes. What causes bitter grapes? Too much acid, not enough sugar... Also, the fruit might be too small, too crowded, or just be a wild variety of grape. It's a fitting image because if we foment bitterness, resentment, harshness, negativity, and a lack of cordiality in our lives, if we crowd out our time and energy with too many competing priorities, or if we allow pride and willfulness to be our way, it will produce a bitter and rather measly harvest. The fruits will not be any good. It's quite clear from this gospel parable that our Lord knew he was going to be killed for simply calling people back to obedience and love of God. The willful and the so-called righteous will not give back to God what is right, so they will kill the beloved Son, who is the last and greatest of a long line of messengers. There are some beautiful aspects of this parable when we look closely at it. We see that God is extremely loving. God not only gives us the vineyard, but actually ensures we have the resources we need to produce good fruit. This is shown by the fact that the owner of the land did not just give them an empty parcel of land and say, There you go, now build a vineyard and give me the fruits. Rather, the master plants it himself, fences it off, builds accommodation and security, and then lovingly builds the wine press so that the fruits can be processed. 
The landowner is certainly not a control freak. He hands over the vineyard and does not stand over them or set up some kind of difficult system to make sure that they do the right thing or else. He trusts his tenants and he entrusts the job to them and then steps back from it to give them time to do their job unhindered. The master is extremely patient. He certainly couldn't be called ruthless. He sends a messenger and after that messenger was sent and rejected, he sends another, and so on. He would have been entitled to destroy those wicked tenants immediately, on the first sign of insolence. But instead, he continues to give them the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps there's been a miscommunication. Perhaps there's a reason that they're acting in this way. The master is being more than reasonable. He sends a long line of messengers to ask for what is rightfully his. There's no acid or bitterness to be found in God. His fruits are all patience, forbearance and compassion. He's very long-suffering, giving many chances for change and growth. But in the end, he has the right to the fruits of the vineyard as he deserves. The master spares nothing. He even risks his most precious treasure of all, his beloved son. He sends him to sort this out peacefully. As the great Easter hymn says, To ransom a slave, God gave away his only son. What an astounding act of love and unearthly generosity to his rather ungrateful people, to say the least. Finally, when their rebellion and arrogance is no longer in doubt, the master demands the fruits be given, and again acts prudently and lovingly. He hands over the vineyard to people who will care for it, and use it as he intended. Although this parable was aimed at the Pharisees and Sadducees, who were being arrogant and hypocritical in their attitude towards God, this parable still challenges us, all of us, who are called to be servants and workers in God's vineyard, the kingdom. God is loving, generous and patient, and for that greatness we respond with humility and gratitude. We nurture the fruits of the trust he has put in each one of us, or else we might find ourselves outside of the vineyard too. And, even worse, other surprising characters entering into the vineyard and enjoying its fruits instead of us. Are our priorities and actions promoting positivity, openness, avoiding any bitterness and spite? Will we cooperate with pruning away any inconsistent choices, refocusing our priorities, on those of the kingdom. Are we open to the many different ways and people God sends us as messengers, inviting us in our lives to widen our hearts or adjust our attitudes? Meanwhile, with God's help, we continue working peacefully, positively and respectfully, and always with grateful hearts. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen.
St. Paul tells us to pray for our every need and to give thanks always. And so we come before our God with prayer. Let us pray for the leaders of the church, that they may nurture the gift of faith in others. Lord, hear us. For God's children, that they may turn to Christ as the source of all nourishment. Lord, hear us. In thanksgiving for the many gifts God has given us in our lives and blessings received and prayers answered. Lord, hear us. For those who work on the land and harvest the sea, that they may produce great fruits and great results, and that they may cooperate with nature and protect the precious gifts God has given us. Lord, hear us. For the community of believers, that we may better imitate Christ in our daily lives. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health and those who care for them, may the Lord give all those who are ill in body, mind or spirit healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the eternal repose of those who have gone before us, that Christ may welcome them into the heavenly banquet, especially those for whom we now pray silently. Lord, hear us. God of peace, your Son told us to pray with confidence, trusting in your love, and so we ask you to hear our prayers and praise through Christ our Lord. Amen. Accept, O Lord, we pray, the sacrifices instituted by your commands, and through the sacred mysteries which we celebrate with dutiful service, graciously complete the sanctifying work by which you are pleased to redeem us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself, that a people, formed as one by the unity of the Trinity, made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit, might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the church. And so in company with the choirs of angels we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, 
as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Though many we are one bread, one body, for we all partake of the one bread and one chalice. Let us pray. Grant us, Almighty God, that we may be refreshed and nourished by the sacrament which we have received, so as to be transformed into what we consume. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ in the United States. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, United States. Psalm Tones, the melody line for the Psalms, by Howard Hughes, SM, copyright 1992, ICEL. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 11-13, set to original music by Paul W. Kelly, copyright 1996 and 2016. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. May God bless and keep you.